welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, well, thank you very much, Paul, for the introduction. I always appreciate that. And I'm excited uh, to have all of you listening in because this is the final episode of the series that I've been doing, the how-to series on the key principles of successful lead management. So if you haven't gone back and listened to some of the episodes on um, how to set up your demand funnel, how to do lead scoring, nurturing, and some of the other topics, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to those episodes. You don't have to listen to them in order. Uh, you can listen to them you know, by topic of what's interest to you. But today we're going to hit the last one, which was you know, how to keep score of your marketing success. And we're going to talk about analytics. So let me throw out a first question for you to really think about, and that is, do you know why sales gets the big bucks? I mean, salespeople historically have been paid significantly more than marketing folks have been paid. And, you know, it's something I think that we in marketing, especially today in the digital transformation era, need to say to ourselves, are we okay with this? And sales certainly probably deserves every dime that they generate in terms of revenue. But shouldn't our CMO and shouldn't our vice president of demand gen and our marketing operations people and all the creative folks that are coming up with campaigns to drive revenue also be getting paid what's commensurate with the revenue impact that they're having on the organization? And I think the answer to that question is yes. Uh, however, we're not there yet, and that's mainly because – Many organizations, most organizations, I would say, in marketing today are still not doing a great job of keeping track of the success and the impact that they're having on revenue. And so if the answer is yes, we should be making the big bucks, too. And that really means that every one of us on this digital transformation train has got to do a much better job of measuring and reporting on marketing's impact. So let's start off with who in the organization should really be involved in doing that. And the the answer to that in certainly mid-size and larger organizations today is the person who should own marketing reporting and analytics falls within marketing operations. And if the, the title marketing operations is new to you listening in, let me assure you that this is not a new role for the last several years most of our clients and many mid-sized and large organizations have a formal role of a marketing operations manager, marketing operations resources, and those folks folks often report either right up to the heads of demand generation or report into the CMO. And this is much like sales operations. You know, those of us that have had CRM for years have had a sales operations function, and now marketing has a marketing operations function. So those resources should have the responsibilities for producing the reports, producing the charts, uh, ensuring that the analytics are all intact, and helping along with the, the strategy, not just the day-to-day -day reporting. The CMO plays, obviously, a critical role in owning marketing operations and reporting, and so does our heads of demand generation. So it's really those, those three, I'm going to say, folks or disciplines, those roles that all share. And I want to talk today about, you know, how they should work together and We'll certainly dive deep into the analytics. So where do you start, though, 
You know, if, if analytics and marketing analytics is new to you, and I'm not talking about website visitors and opens and click-through rates. Sure, we've been able to track those metrics for a long time. Those metrics don't tell marketing's impact on revenue or on pipeline. They're certainly important analytics. I'll get back to that. But I'm talking about the kind of metrics that you're going to communicate at the board level to the executive team that marketing is going to analyze and look at for tracking where their spend is and the impact that they're having on the business. And so where you start is with the end in mind. And I truly mean that you visualize what kind of dashboards you need to create and craft and then work backwards from that process to come up with then the metrics and analytics. Because if you start with the end in mind, then that gives you a framework of what you're shooting for. And I'll talk today about funnel metrics and other metrics. And so, you know, the process, you know, to sit down and, you know, open PowerPoint or open Excel. There's certainly tons of resources that I'll get to online. And start to storyboard what those charts and graphs are going to look like so then you can work backwards and figure out what you're going to uh, put together. Because to get the respect that we deserve as marketers, we have got to show how we are actively driving revenue and profits. And it's really essential uh, to define and deliver the right metrics that will demonstrate the value of the marketing team. But what are those metrics? You know, what should go on that? And we're going to talk about that today. So starting with the end in mind, you know, I said, you know, maybe PowerPoint or Excel. There's certainly lots of resources that I'll, I'll point you to. But let me give you a for example. So let's say that you want a pie chart and you want to keep track of, of what channels are generating MQLs for you. So then you need to capture the channel that the MQL originated from, right? That makes sense. So if you know on your chart, I'm going to want to show a pie chart of which channels are doing the best job of generating our MQLs, then you need to capture an MQL. Well, where is that MQL, that marketing qualified lead being captured? Is it an algorithm in your lead scoring system? Does the data sit within your your CRM? So by starting with the end in mind of thinking what you're going to present, then you can work in your organization, the marketing operations team, to figure out how that data is going to be uh, captured. Now, in terms of capturing, uh, you know, information and what you need, really, you know, depending on the complexity of your environment, um, you know, what marketing automation system you're using, what CRM system you're using, you know, maybe you need a BI tool, maybe you don't. You really want to start off looking at what your marketing automation system and your CRM is capable of from a, a core reporting capability, and then you can look at and see, hey, do I need other tools? And since I wrote my book uh, about five years ago, the number of BI tools, both sophisticated tools like the powerful uh, platforms like Tableau, uh, you know, are out there now. But there are also simpler uh, and kind of more uh, standard BI tools that might also make sense for you, folks like Visible and BrightFunnel and many others, partners of ours. So by starting with the end in mind, that will also help you with your requirements planning and saying, hey, do we have what we need in our marketing automation and CRM system, or are we going to need uh, another tool or application? So let's talk about the term gap. I wonder if that's a new term for you. And I'm not talking GAP, I'm talking GAAP. I talk about in my book on the chapter in analytics that there's really no gap for marketing. And gap was a term that I learned as I you know, grew up in my career and started getting a seat uh, at the executive table and sitting with our CFOs. You know, gap 
for a CFO stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles. There are actually standards set uh, within finance of the core metrics that organizations need to report. Of course, things like revenue and gross margins, but also things like EBIT and other analytics that have become standards uh, for certainly public companies to report on. But these this, these are a set of metrics and language that are common to you know folks in finance. Well, there's no gap for marketing. Uh, you know, unless things change, and I haven't heard that they have. There really are no courses and no industry standards set within academia for marketing metrics. So that leaves all of us up to figure it out. And that's why I strongly suggest that you don't take this course alone, that you work with uh, an agency, that you work with your marketing automation vendors and your CRM uh, experts and see what other companies, your peers are doing. We have a marketing leadership exchange coming up, in fact, in October. And one of the topics that we're going to be covering is what various uh, clients of ours are doing from a marketing operations standpoint so they can learn from one another and see what those charts and dashboards look like. So the point here is that there's no gap for marketing. You need to figure out and you need to set those those standards. concept that I want to introduce to you is, you know, the... In my book, I called it the three C's of marketing, and I learned that there was a a critical piece that I missed when I wrote the book, and I've now reintroduced the concept of the four C's of marketing metrics, and I want to go through those, each one just spend a little bit of time so that you understand the criticality of each one of these before we start talking about what to measure on, that there are these four C's, and the first one is what you can count on what you can count on. And what I mean by that is the integrity of your data. If you can't reliably and repeatedly capture the information that you need, I talked about channels, right? If you haven't set up your systems to be tracking your lead sources and your channels and what offers, what pieces of content people are getting on a reliable and consistent basis, then you can't count on the accuracy of that data. So what you can count on is the first one. The next one is what you can count, and that's what I mean is what you can measure. And what's great about in marketing today is that you can measure a ton of things. In fact, you can measure too many things, and that can, that can be a place of overwhelming, which is why I said start with the end in mind. Figure out what you want your dashboards to look like as opposed to saying let's take an inventory of all the things that we can count. So what can you count? What can you count on? The next one is what counts. And what I mean by that is what matters, what matters for you to report on. And that's where I'm going to spend the the bulk of the session uh, after we come back from our break today, because I want you to go away with some specifics. But the fourth C is how to communicate your metrics and communicate your performance to the rest of the organization. And that was a miss when I wrote the book, because what I've learned since then is how often this is not done Effectively, the dashboards are too um, overwhelming. The, the the charts and details provided are too extensive. People can't make heads or tails of what you're trying to share, and so they're overwhelmed looking at these reports and dashboards that you've created. And you're actually not doing an effective job of communicating your performance. So I really want to make sure that you think as we go into the next uh, part, those four C's: what you can count on, what counts, uh, and what you can communicate. And uh, we'll be right back after a quick break by the people who make the show happen. Thanks. 
Have you ever felt that you're not getting the most out of your marketing automation system? Well, you're not alone. But there is an answer, an award-winning agency called DemandGen that can not only get your team out of batch and blast mode, but turn your team into high-performance marketers that drive more revenue and have the kind of results you're looking for. They also have a marketing dashboard to show it. Experts in Marketo, Eloqua, Salesforce, and dozens of other top marketing technology, the folks at DemandGen have helped hundreds of the top marketing teams around the country, and they can do the same for you. So stop feeling stressed. Check out their services at demandgen.com, just like it sounds, demandgen.com. And while you're there, be sure and visit their resource section, which is chock full of videos, free templates, and downloadable guides, all of which will help you be a better marketer. If you need a team that will get you to the next level, there's one waiting. They're just a click away. Demandgen.com. And with that, we head back to David. All right. Well, thank you very much. So right before the break, I was talking about, you know, how to potentially overwhelm people with your your metrics and analytics. So let's come back to that because, you know, let's say you're doing everything correctly and you're tracking and reporting on the right things, but you don't you don't present it the right way. You're going to fail there. And so the good news is you probably don't need to track and calculate as many analytic measures as you think. You know, if you think about uh, a device like your car, you know, the Tesla, one of the most sophisticated electric cars, certainly on the planet, and and your car, uh, which might be a gas-oriented car, think of your dashboard for a second and look at the dashboard. You know, the instruments that you look at have to do with the heat, have to do with the oil, have to do with your speed, and have to do with your gas gauge. You know, not a lot of gauges. There could be a tremendous amount of information presented to you. I know more sophisticated cars these days show, like, the tire pressure, which is a great um, measurement to have. But it doesn't, I mean, there are hundreds of things that could be getting tracked in the car, the RPMs of the tires and and all kinds of other stuff. But how much of that is really useful to you? You know, we just have had some really horrific weather uh, in the country. Think about Hurricane Irma and all the hurricane information, right? These meteorologists have a tremendous amount of information that they can be sharing on weather, barometer measures and all kinds of stuff. But what were we hearing? Wind speed what category these hurricanes are, the amount of uh, rainfall that's going to uh, likely happen, and the um, surge of the ocean. Those were the core metrics that they were sharing to give an indication of the severity or not of these storms. So what you should be hearing is really less is more. And I can't really stress that enough because a lot of the marketing scorecards that we see before we start working with our clients are just just daunting. There's just way too many metrics. And that's why I said, you know, and talk about a CFO, you know, when they're presenting information to the board of directors, there's really only a few key financial indicators that they discuss. Um, you know, there's the P&L statement, the status of their accounts receivable, things like EBITDA and cash balances, inventory, you know, maybe other a few other business-specific metrics like churn rate, um, subscription, and annual recurring revenue. really depends on your business. But there's only a few set of core metrics that really, you know, gauge the health of the business. And so you and marketing only really have a set of core metrics that you need to report on. Now, what are some of those? So let's dig into that. You know, as the approach that we need to take are the marketing measurements that show, for example, the impact on pipeline, the funnel, and revenue and our contribution of each of our campaigns. Let me do that again. The impact on pipeline that marketing is having. When I say pipeline, I also mean the funnel. The impact that marketing is having on revenue 
and the contribution of your core campaigns. That's what you should be communicating to the rest of the organization outside the marketing department. Certainly, you know, you may want to have some metrics around, you know, more micro metrics like website visitors and your campaign, you know, your email open rates and landing page conversions, all those very tactical metrics. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm just saying as you communicate outside the department, they're not important. They're not relevant because they're not really understood by the rest of the organization. Executives really don't care about your open rate or your click-through rate or your page views. You need to give them the data that's going to truly help them understand marketing's impact on revenue. So what are those? Well, let's talk about the three categories of marketing analytics. And I want to start off with executive KPIs. That's the first category. And these are really the stats that your executive team wants to see. And you should really cover the entire uh, demand generation uh, spectrum. And so what are some of those? Let's start off with marketing source leads and opportunities. How many leads are being generated through marketing? What are the top channels and sources for lead generation? And how many opportunities in the pipeline were sourced by marketing? Those are some of the, the measurements. And if you need to go back and listen to this podcast again, um, or I should point out, you know, you can download a copy of my book, which goes into this uh, in greater depth. Just go to demandgen.com, go into our resources area, or do a search for manufacturing demand, and you can dig into Chapter 7. But in, in terms of listening today, you know, why are, those, why are those important? Because they are contribution to the business, contribution to revenue. Talking about contribution to revenue, how much of revenue that closed during the period can be directly traced back to the campaigns and the channels that marketing is responsible for. That's another measurement that you want to share. So when I started the podcast and I talked about starting with the end in mind, these are those type of metrics that you want to get up on a whiteboard and then start to think about how you're going to lay them out. Then maybe some of you have uh, invested in BI tools or have these capabilities in your marketing automation system. That's what I'm saying. Start with the metrics and then look backwards to say, are we tracking these things today? Next one's going to be about marketing's influence on opportunities and revenue, right? Um, there are things that marketing is directly sourcing, but there are also things that um, we are having an influence on. And this is really, you know, certainly a softer metric, uh, but it's one that's really gaining favor with, with marketing professionals and business executives. You know, if a sales rep generates a lead independently and enters it into the CRM system, but then marketing nurtures and engages with that lead, shouldn't marketing measure and report on the influence that they're having, the touches that they're having uh, in the pipeline? The answer to that is yes. Sure, it's a softer metric, but it's also important because if you're nurturing at various stages of the funnel and you're having an effect on movement through the buying process with those nurture programs and you're delivering content that your buyers are downloading and grabbing, those are all meaningful things that you want to show contribution to the business. So, yes, we want to know what marketing is sourcing and contributing into pipeline, but we also want to know what marketing is influencing. All right, the next category of metrics are your demand funnel metrics. And these are the metrics that help folks understand the velocity and efficiency of the demand funnel. Uh, and there's a few key stats that you want to share. So let's go through those. You want to definitely measure uh, and communicate 
prospects or contacts, whatever you want to call them, at each stage of the funnel. This is your funnel inventory. And if you go back to the podcast where I talk about the demand funnel, it's going to make a lot more sense to you. So you have each of these different buckets, if you will. You have inquiries, you have marketing qualified leads. You want to know the inventory levels that you have in each one of those, and you want to share whether those inventory levels are trending up or trending down. The next thing you want to report on are the funnel stage conversion rates. You want to report on how many prospects move from one stage to the next. Uh, for example, let's say that there's a percentage of inquiries that uh, are converting to MQLs. Well, how many MQLs are also getting recycled and you know moving down the funnel and becoming SALs? So as you have all these different stages, you want to be able to show the stage conversion rates, those percentages. And folks like Serious Decisions, uh, if you've ever attended their conference or taken a look at some of the benchmarks that they publish, you know, you got some helpful benchmarks out there. You know, they might share, for example, that the inquiry to MQL conversion rate is 8% and the benchmark of, of MQL conversion rate to SAL is, let's say, 40%. And these changes by industry, certainly. But if you know some of the benchmarks and then you're tracking your own conversion rates, you can see how well you're doing and where you can make some uh, improvements. So it's, you know, it's comforting to know. Uh, when you're not alone and and where your performance is is at expectations or at benchmarks or exceeding benchmarks, but also helpful to go, wow, we've got uh, got a serious challenge there. Let's say handing off our MQLs to sales. There's not a high enough conversion rate, acceptance rate by sales. We need to fix that. And that may be a process thing and not really a systems thing. You also probably want to take a look at the average time at each stage, you know, measuring how long the average prospect lead, whatever you want to call that, that contact record, how long they spend at each stage of the funnel, because that's going to tell you the velocity of the demand funnel. And this is, you know, this data can be really helpful when you take a look at this over periods of time, because if you see, you know, the average stages shrinking, that might indicate that you're doing a good job accelerating uh, pipeline velocity. You know, maybe you needed to hire more salespeople. Maybe you had some bottleneck with your lead development team where they weren't able to work on the MQLs that were being generated by marketing. So if you see things decaying or staying too long and have measurements around that and you see acceleration, uh, movement in either direction is going to be super, super helpful. What about lead score distribution? There's another great measurement that you want to be tracking. And lead score distribution, for those of you doing lead scoring, is a way for you to, you know, create some bar charts and showing how many A's, B's, C's, D's, and E's that you have. And I think that if you're doing lead scoring, you absolutely want to track the distribution of your scores across that. I also want to look at campaign performance. You know, this is definitely a tactical measurement, and it shows how individual marketing campaigns are performing, you know, how many leads did a specific campaign yield, what channel or lead source is most effective. So you certainly want to look at how your campaigns are performing. And ideally, if you're using Salesforce, you become very proficient on the, using the campaign object. And I got to tell you, like there are some huge challenges data-wise, data chain-wise, using Salesforce that you need to overcome. For example, if a lead gets created uh, from marketing's efforts, but an opportunity gets created and that lead is not associated with it, all of your attribution is lost. So there's definitely some technical challenges to overcome in Salesforce. That's why a lot of companies uh, rely on you know my firm to help fix those pieces and re-architect Salesforce and the way marketing automation works to get that. But you really should become a master at understanding the campaign object in Salesforce and what it does and what some of its limitations are to work around that. 
And one of the last metrics I would in- encourage you, those of us that are producing large amounts of content today, track your asset performance. And I use content as, as asset performance. Make sure you know what people are consuming um, so that you know what kind of content to create so that you're not wasting your time and what pieces work. So as I kind of wrap up, I hope this has sent you on a a great direction in terms of where to start with analytics, starting with the end in mind, some of the core metrics that you should be creating. You know, why are we doing this? Let's get the let's get marketing to go from cost center to revenue center. Let's get from you guys being um, individuals and having roles within an organization to being heroes in the organization. And you know what? Coffee isn't for closers anymore. Coffee is for marketing, too. So good luck on your journey. If you need help, reach out. There's a tremendous number of resources online. Visit demandgen.com and go into our resources area and uh, get some inspiration and reach out for help when you need it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is Dave Lewis. You're listening to Demand Gen Radio, and we'll catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio. Bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.